0: Hey, hey, welcome to the Empowered and Free podcast. My name is Erin Kimbrell, and I'm a counselor, certified life coach, breathwork coach, and small town mom of two. I know firsthand what it feels like to live with high functioning anxiety. For most of my life, I had so much mental mess, anxiety, people pleasing, perfectionism, overthinking, constant worrying, and never feeling good enough. On my decade-long journey to feeling better, I've learned how to take back my life from high-functioning anxiety and helped others to do the same through my coaching and breathwork programs. Now I want to share everything I know with you. This podcast will help you feel empowered over your high-functioning anxiety and free to finally live the life of your dreams. Now grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and dive into the episode. I'm Erin Kimbrell, And this is the Empowered and Free Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Empowered and Free Podcast. I am so excited for you guys to meet today's guest, Elizabeth soto Baez. Elizabeth is a transformational and mastery certified women's empowerment coach. She works with divorced women in their 30s and 40s who have lost their identity, self-worth, and passion for life. After losing herself in a 13-year marriage, numbing out and moving through life as a robot, Elizabeth now desires to draw women back to themselves. She works alongside women, helping them build the lines of communication within igniting self-love so they can show up in the world empowered, pursuing their passions. Elizabeth created Launcher Life Coaching as a community for women to safely shed societal and cultural expectations and reclaim their intuition and personal power. Yes, you go girl. <laughs> in addition to being a mom to two beautiful boys, she loves to sing and play guitar and she has built meditation and breathwork practices as a way to stay grounded and present in her life. She enjoys keeping active through yoga, weight training, and running. No longer lost or on autopilot, Elizabeth works to make conscious decisions about how she shows up in the world, honoring herself first in order to love and serve others well. Oh, your bio just brings me to life. I love that so much. Welcome, Elizabeth.
1: Thank you, you, Erin. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to hang out with you today.
0: Of course, I just had to. We've, We've connected before. We're just on the same lines, running parallel in so many ways. So I had to have you on. I'm so glad you're here today. So I would love for you to just open up and tell us a little bit about your story and how you got on this journey.
1: Sure. So kind of like how my bio says, um, I was married for 13 and a half years. I got married pretty young. Um, As I reflect on it now and continue to do like my personal work journey and healing, I think, oh, I, I don't I didn't really know who I was when I got married. So mm-hmm. it is not a surprise that I kind of lost any grips on who I thought I could be or who I was when I got married. And so I melded really nicely and yeah. became whoever my former husband needed or wanted or demanded that I be. Mm-hmm. And um, I numbed out. I completely numbed mm-hmm. out. I was not allowed to have feelings.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, I'll never forget, I don't know how many years I had been married at this point, but I remember seeing a quote on social media that said, um, feelings buried alive don't die. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh oh my gosh, that's what's happening to me. And I didn't do anything with that information, but it resonated so deeply because I knew that I was daily burying feelings. And so joy, and happiness and excitement and pain none of those feelings were alive in me because i couldn't you can't and you know i've learned on this journey you can't just bury pain and then hope to experience joy and happiness and excitement and fun you bury one feeling they all get buried yeah and um i met um uh, a guy that i dated in high school and Mm -hmm. he like we, we reconnected after 20 years and he, you know, talking about what life was like in high school, it had been 20 years since we were in high school. And so you kind of do a little reminiscing. And, um, he started saying things about how I showed up as a human in high school. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's how I was. That is not how I am now. Mm -hmm. And I had both excitement and like withdrawal, like, wow, what happened to me? for the last 13 and a half years, I have not been anything remotely close to that, you know, 16 and 17 year old girl, when you don't know who you are, but somehow you still show up as who you are, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got divorced. And through that healing process, I came across coaching and I thought, this has been the most powerful journey that I have ever been on. And healing is 100% within grasp. Yeah. And I had women call me after I, after the divorce was announced and the separation secretly call me and say, how did you do it? I think that I need to, but I'm so scared and I just need to know, like, how did you find the courage to do that? And I realized, so many women are ashamed of their challenging marriages Mm -hmm. and they're afraid to speak the truth about how hard marriage is and we all know marriage is hard it it just is it's hard to show up as your best self every day to somebody that sees you in your ups and downs but it shouldn't be hard all the time in and out every day there should be moments of joy and there should be moments of connection and um myself and these women were struggling to find those things. And so I realized this needs to, like, I can't hide this thing that I found um, and just keep it to myself. Like women need this. The women that called me and the women that I don't know yet that I will meet in this journey need to know that healing and hope and light and joy and fun and excitement are a hundred percent available. You don't have to continue to live in the pit. Yeah. And uh that has really propelled me to to show up in these spaces and be like, "Yeah, it sucked, and also, I'm living my very best life right now, and I can say that with full truth, with full authenticity, like I'm living my best life today.
0: uh that just hits so that hits so true for me. I can feel that through you and just to imagine you hearing you now and and talking to the person I've been talking to, and to imagine you as the person that you were showing up as before, they do seem like two completely different people. And I think that's why this empowerment, just message keeps coming through you over and over and over. It's so good. And I think one thing that really stuck out to me, a few things did, but one thing in particular was, we, a lot of times go through these struggles and we think, how will I ever get out of this? How will I ever feel better? And we find the solution and we make our way out. And then all we want to do is reach out our hand and pull other people out of the pit, you know, and help them
1: out. And I just, sorry, there, there is this human condition, this human belief uh, that we all experience and is an absolute lie. And it is that, we are the only one experiencing what we are experiencing Mm -hmm. and it is an absolute lie in every single instance there is not one single thing that any of us suffer or are challenged by that someone else in the world is not struggling with it's just not real Mm -hmm. but we convince ourselves i'm the only one no one is going to get it or understand and um that just isn't true and so overcoming this and then speaking out and saying yeah this was a bad time of my life Uh, i see you it doesn't have to stay that way for you it didn't stay that way for me and it is very cool to be able to pull other women in my case other women out of the pit because you don't have to you don't have to stay. I mean, you could choose to stay there. Mm-hmm. Like it's always a choice, but you don't absolutely have to continue to live in those spaces. If you really want to be free.
0: That's so beautiful. And you're right. It is a choice. And all we're doing in different ways is offering out the hand, offering out the solution, offering, you can come with me if you want, you know, if you're ready to feel better and Another thing that stuck out to me um, as I was going through the program to become uh, my schooling to become a counselor, one of my professors said this quote of "You can only take people as deep as you've been yourself," and I just feel like that rings so true for both of us in different ways, but. We understand the depth of what that feels like and to then hopefully be able to help people and people saying, you know, you're in my head, all those women messaging you, how did you do it? Please help me. It's just a beautiful thing. So even though it was awful and horrible, I think both of us can look back and say it was worth it. It was the path for our life.
1: I can actually, yes, there are, <laughs> I've had conversations about this recently, like, man, oh, okay. that? what was I? thinking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just chatting with someone very recently about my proposal and like, what my intuition said, you know, that I didn't listen to because we are all conditioned to not listen mm-hmm. to our gut wisdom, we are told that we should and we have to do all these things. And reflecting, I'm like, wow, I 100% knew that getting married at that time was just not going to be Serving of my heart and my soul and my joy, but also now I can look back and say this thing that I experienced has created the beauty of my life now. I also have two beautiful boys that I would never give back for anything. And so I, I have made peace with that decision and I've forgiven that version of myself for not listening to her intuition and not leaning into what she knew which was true because she felt pressured by what society would think or what her family would think. Um, and just said, you did what you knew best to do in that time mm-hmm. of your life. And today, you know, better. And so you That's get nice. to do better. Like Maya Angelou tells us when you know better, you do better. And today I do. Um, And so I use all of that to continue to fuel my desire and passion and movement to empower other women to not feel also like, well, I did this horrible thing. And then you live in that resentment and bitterness world. Like, why did I do that to myself? And you stay stuck spiraling in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't have to do that either. We we don't have to do that. You can forgive yourself. You can move on. You can take your, I tell all my clients, gather up your lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. And turn them into your gifts and your victories and move forward. And that's a choice that we all have. And so doing that daily, for sure.
0: I, as you were speaking, self-forgiveness, forgive yourself, forgive yourself is what I just kept feeling through your words. And it is key, no matter what we're struggling with, because so many of us are critical of ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves, right? And I think that that applies no matter what you're going through, you know, in your life. Another theme I heard you talk about that I want to, that I want to bring to the light here is People pleasing in in a way is what you've mentioned, right? Doing everything for others, maybe for your husband at the time for other people. How are they going to respond if I decide to go through this? Can we talk about that a little bit? How did that show up for you? That's a big thing we talk about here on the podcast. So how did people pleasing show up for
1: you in that situation? So I never identified as a people pleaser. And mm-hmm. um, there were definitely decisions in my life that I made intentionally not to people please. So I could look back and say I wasn't a traditional people pleaser in the in the great sense of it. However, there were absolutely things that I was like, I have to do this like this, because if I don't, then my community uh my religious community my neighbors you know like people in my bubble um are gonna wonder they're gonna say what that's weird why are you doing that or my mom is gonna ask questions and I don't want to answer any of those questions Mm uh and so I kind of just lived in this like I just have to um, and that is something that I talk a lot in my coaching practice and with my clients, like, man, we live in this space where we have the, all the have tos and the shoulds, like, yes. oh, I really should do this or, mm-hmm. but Liz, I just have to do that. And, you know, I didn't have someone in my life to be like, wait, but do you really have to like, really, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did things because I felt like I had to do them, not because i hoped to be loved by people so that so people pleasing generally stems from like i just want to be loved and accepted so i do things to accommodate people that wasn't my motive or my energy it was more like i'm stuck in this cultural circle this bubble and so um this is what everybody's doing and i don't really care if people like me but i sort of just feel pressure to show up and do these things and that was actually like an argument that I had a lot with my ex spouse, like he, it mattered to him a lot what people thought about him Mm -hmm. and I didn't care. (laughs) So there were a lot of times where I was like, I don't care what people think about this. Um, I'm just going to do what I do. But of course, like I was still married. So I still wanted to do things like a wife and I wanted to be the best wife and I wanted to be the best version of me. And I didn't realize that I was being like shriveled up by all these wife expectations um, yeah. it was a weird it, it was an interesting paradigm to be like i'm not really a people pleaser and i don't care what people think also like crap i'm a wife and i have and i'm a mom and i still have to do certain things that i don't want to do but have to have to do them
0: yeah i can think of so many women that just based on what you just said are going to be helped by listening to this mm-hmm. and listening to that conversation. And I don't know, I can just feel that transformation already. So I'm so glad that you. <laughs> that
1: oh, you good. I mean, anything that. that I can share from my story, that will be mm-hmm. like a nugget of hope and excitement and curiosity and confidence for women who are feeling like they're stuck in this spiral and this suffering circle. Um, that's what I'm about. That's what my, like life's mission is now to use whatever pain I had as a stepping stone for the women that I come into contact with.
0: Oh, so good. Well, I know that you mentioned that you didn't kind of fall into that label of people pleaser. and I think you feel the same way about anxiety just from pre- previous conversations we've had. What was your experience with anxiety at the time?
1: So l- I can look back now and say, Oh my gosh, I was having anxiety all the time.
0: Of course.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) when I was living in that space, I was just the story was you have to be better. What can you do to be better? You have to read a book. You have to go to a retreat. You have to, you know, what, how much prayer, how how much praying can you do to be better? You know, I was part of a religious community at that time. And, um, I, I was like having so much trouble breathing and um i wasn't sick i didn't have a cold like i just couldn't take a deep breath yeah um and it got so bad that i went to see a cardiologist and this was so early in my marriage i don't think i had kids yet and my oldest is 13 now so it was a long time ago that i was already like in that space where I'm like, my marriage is just not good. Mm-hmm. And so I went to see the cardiologist cause I was like, you know what? I don't know what's happening to my body. I cannot breathe. I just can't get, catch my breath. They did like a echocardiogram, I guess. They like took a picture. Yeah. They're like, your heart is like textbook amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, then what's wrong with me? Why can't I breathe? And my lungs, everything was good. Everything checked out at the doctor. They gave me no answers. I left and I got all my test results and I didn't have answers for years. Years and years went by and I was just like, this is just what I'm like. This is just how I am. Sometimes I just can't breathe and that's it. And I got out. It was, Erin, it was the wildest thing. I told my former husband, um, I just, I just can't be married anymore. Uh, took a lot of courage to that's a yeah. very hard thing to do I see you women who are like oh I need to do that Liz it was <sighs> hard to do fear is very big in that space except after I did it it was the wildest thing I was able to get up from that conversation and take my first deep breath in 13 years oh I my have gosh. not And, and when I told my story at like immediately following that and women would come find me and people were like, what the hell, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it was the first time I was able to literally breathe because the anxiety was like an elephant on my chest forever. Mm. And being able to take a literal and also like that figurative deep breath was so freeing Um, and I tell people now, like, I just, I can breathe now I can breathe and I can take a full deep breath. And, you know, we've talked, we connected because of my breath work. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, not only was I not able to breathe, I, you know, I suffered from that anxiety that whole time I caught my breath. I found freedom and now I'm being trained to be a facilitator to help other women to catch their breath to be able to take that deep breath and use their breath to heal. Um, I, so if you're, you know, the women that I've talked to, like maybe you're having anxiety, but you don't know what that feels like in your body because you have to turn your feelings off,
0: mm-hmm. you're not
1: allowed to feel. And I wasn't allowed. So I didn't know that my body's sensations were anxiety. And so when I work with women now, I was like, what does your body feel like? Like what sensations come up for you? It's really hard. They don't know. It's so hard to know what your body feels like when you've been programmed for years and years and years, not to listen or feel.
0: Yes. I was in the same boat. And so I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because I know exactly that moment that you're talking about learning to just actually Take a moment instead of worrying about everybody else, thinking about everybody else, allowing yourself to open up for that moment and just feel what was there. And there's usually a lot there, right? It could be very overwhelming. Um, but to to realize now for you looking back to see that your body was like whispering at first and then screaming and shouting at you that this doesn't feel right. Something's really wrong with this. But in the moment, so many of us, like you said, don't know, we don't know that number one, that's not how we should be feeling. The number two, that doesn't have to be our constant forever. I'm so grateful that you took that step and then took a literal, just that breath, that sigh of relief that you didn't have to go back anymore and be in that situation that your body was clearly telling you was not the right choice.
1: Oh my gosh! That I'm like, mm-hmm. Amber, uh, 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 Karen, just like drop the mic right there because I'm like, yes, you d- yeah, didn't know I was suffering in that space. I finally could, and then I look back and I'm like, oh my god, that's what was happening to me that whole entire time. And um, yeah, it's it's a wild ride.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. It's a wild ride. It's a journey. It's so many things. It's a transformation, like I've said how would you describe the connection between divorce and anxiety? How do they impact one another? For you, you can share your personal experience of why you maybe felt that anxiety or just sharing some experience from your clients.
1: Sure. So I, for me, and then there's been a lot of overlap with my clients as well with this. It's, the the sensations vary, but the overlying uh, feeling is fear and anxiety, like, I have to walk on eggshells. Um, I have to be careful what I'm saying, I have to filter everything I, you know, for me, it was I can't breathe, my heart palpitates. Um, You know, I had chronic neck and shoulder tension all the time. And it was because when I came home, I didn't have rest when you go home to your partner to your family. Yes, it can be chaotic. I see you moms. I know, Erin, <laughs> you get yes. home and it's not always like, you know, rainbows and unicorns. But <clears throat> when I came home, I had to gear up for another battle. So you go to work and you deal with junk there and you kind of just know, cause it's work. And then I had to reset in my drive to gear up to go into another battle, put my armor on. And so I was living in this anxious space because I never knew what to expect when I got home. I didn't know what environment it was gonna be like. And so I had to just, have my armor on all the time have my shield and and um not talk not engage because the anxiety because the anxiety of setting off anything in the house was so heavy on me that I just like I said in my bio like I was just a robot okay get home homework dinner bedtime routine bed every day it was exactly like that and the routine didn't keep me from feeling anxious, but the predictability of it helped me to not be a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I know that I can go and cook dinner and clean up and put my two little kids, because they were very little at the time, put my two little boys to bed and, and then me go to bed right away. And I, and after that, like whatever time it was, it didn't matter. It was eight o'clock or eight thirty. like they went to bed. I went to bed because I did not have the emotional bandwidth to stay awake with just my partner. It was so hard. Now it wasn't always like that, but towards the end, it was like, oh no, I can't manage. It It was like burying all my feelings but they wanted to explode out they wanted to erupt like a volcano and the only way to keep them from erupting was to be a robot and then go to bed
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and so when we're working through a bad marriage and divorce the anxiety is i don't want to set anything off and then the next thing is what do people what are people thinking And I didn't necessarily struggle with that a lot Mm -hmm. because once I discovered my freedom, it was like a light switch. And I was like, you can say whatever you want to say, but you didn't get married to the person I was married to and you didn't live in my house. And that was something that I had to say to a lot of the people that were questioning me. And I also said that to the women that call me who were like, I think I might need to do this too. It's like, you're the only one know who knows what it's like to live with your spouse in your house. You have to make decisions and it doesn't matter what other people say or do because they're not there. They don't see, they don't know how you feel or what it's like to be in your place. So that anxiety shows up as the people pleasing, like you mentioned. And a lot of my clients had that. A lot of my clients were like, but what about, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. What about you? How are you gonna be okay for you? How are you gonna be okay for your kids? And that was the other thing that really propelled me. Like, I'm not okay for my sons. What kind of mom am I being for my sons? An anxious, can't breathe, always tired, no feelings at all, human. Like, I'm just keeping them alive. Good job. (laughs) Literally, like they're clean and they're fed and they have clothes on we're winning mm-hmm. and it felt so sad to think of like that's not a way to thrive in life like that's not how my sons should be developing um so yeah does that answer your question about how anxiety shows up
0: oh my gosh yes I had chills like and <laughs> what felt like they could be tears just again thinking of the women in my circle who need to hear you say that who need to hear you say, it doesn't matter what other people think. They're not in your house. They're not in your situation.
1: (laughs) I I still have to say that to people. Like at the end of the day, you're the only one who knows what it was really like. You're the only one who's experiencing your experience. And I did have some people come to me, um, after the separation was happening, asking a lot of questions. And I know there's a lot of overlap, so I want to be careful. Like if you're listening to this, recognize that there's overlap, but there are also some start differences. When people came to see me, they were like, but what about therapy? And I was like, been there, done that, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: tried that. He didn't want to go to therapy. Yes for a really long, like a decade, he actually yeah. didn't want to go to therapy until I was like, so I can't be married to you anymore. And then he was like, Oh, we should go to therapy. And I'm like, "Ooh, too little too late, my friend. Yeah. But I did have people come and, and say that to me. And also like, wow, but you know, like, he shows he's like this at work. And he does this and this and it's been so great. And oh, my gosh, and I'm like, "Whoever you're talking about right now, that's not the guy that lives here mm-hmm. and they could not wrap their heads around it. Now I could, because I saw the chameleon. Yeah. I knew the chameleon that lived in my house, but the per- the version that they experienced and the version that I experienced, not the same version. And mm-hmm. so it was really important for the women that I work with and anyone listening to this, the version of this person in your life is different for other people that does not discount your experience that does not make you a crazy person oh i was just thinking we are on the same page i was like i have been asked by people
0: in your situation am i crazy no. and i'm like you're not crazy you're not
1: the crazy one You are not crazy. You are not crazy. You're not making it up. It's Mm -hmm. not a story in your head. It's not something that you failed at or that you suck at or that you need to be better. That was a story I told myself for a long time. Liz, you just need to be better. You're just not very good at this thing. Like you need to pray more. You need to read more. You need to like submit more. You need to like, this is your fault that your marriage is not good and I carried that around like a bag of rocks forever mm. until I had that um, awakening moment with someone from my past and of course this is not going to be the same for everyone but in my story someone from my past came back it was a divine moment because that person no longer is in my life who came and said this is what you're really like yeah and I remember that about you and it was so cool to see how grounded in you you were in a high school. Now, I didn't feel grounded in high school. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, that, that's what you saw. That's not what I was feeling. Oh, yeah. But <clears throat> knowing, recognizing, like, wow, I do remember being like all of these things that he's talking about. And I also know that the last 13 years, I haven't been any of those things. Wow this can't happen anymore. This can't continue to be how it is for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're a woman listening to this and you yourself already know who you were before. And you've watched yourself disappear. Um, We should not be allowed to disappear. Like our Mm -hmm. authentic selves is a gift. It is an absolute treasure. You are a treasure and women in your life need to see the gift and the treasure that you are. And when we work through anxiety and we let anxiety be in charge and we let fear tell us what to do, um, we're missing out. And so are the people that we love.
0: Yes. When I tell you, I've just been full of chills, your whole conversation. There's so much (laughs) goodness coming from this. Oh, all right. Well, how will someone know that they need to work with you? Tell us a little bit about that, what that experience is like.
1: Yeah. So you can know that you're ready for coaching um, when you've made a decision to show up for yourself. Coaching is this beautiful journey that requires you to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had the absolute honor and privilege of working alongside women and coaching them and facilitating and holding space for them to show up as themselves and try on who they want to be and watch them take actions to become this new authentic version of themselves. They take the actions I hold the space mm-hmm. and when I invite women into my programs. They show me that they're ready to take actions. It is not like therapy. This is not therapy. And you and I had a conversation a different day on uh-huh. <laughs> the therapy and coaching Therapy. If you need to like talk through things and just kind of have a brain dump therapy is a great place to do that. And actually I've had women come and see me and I've sent them to therapy. First, uh-huh. you need to see a therapist before we can do coaching. That isn't true for everybody, but if you're looking for a brain dump or like talk therapy, then then find a really good therapist like find someone Mm -hmm. that's going to do that for you. If you're like, I am done being stuck, I am done living in anxiety and fear, I am done not knowing who I am, and I'm ready to peel back layers and do the work, then that's when you're ready for me. That's when you're ready to work with a coach because that is the space where you're going to find the most impact and the most growth. Um, And I have had, again, the privilege of seeing women peel back their own layers, molting, and just come out on the other side and just be like, I never imagined I could be how I am now. I can't. I had one client say, I can't fathom going back to how I was when I met you six weeks ago. Like, it is impossible to feel that in my body. At this point, she was able to like feel her mm-hmm. sensations and feelings. And she knew I could never do that again. I can't believe I did that all this time. Yes. Now we're going retrospect, like, how did I live that way? All yes. <laughs> um. And so it's so cool to watch that happen, but it only happens when you're ready which means you get to bring fear and anxiety along for the ride they don't just disappear you don't just like Mm -hmm. I don't feel anxious today so I guess I'm just gonna do these things no you come in with fear and anxiety you start off coaching and these growth programs with those things sitting beside you but you learn how to not let them steer your journey
0: Oh my gosh. This is, again, I'm just like with you. I feel like you had a hundred quotes in our time together today. that were so (laughs) powerful. So good. You guys need to re-listen to this whole episode because man, it is fire. Oh my gosh. Well, what is one last nugget of wisdom? Something you want people to take away from today? What do you want to leave them with?
1: Mm. Thing, I know I'm it's so hard. <laughs> There's so many. Um can I can it be two things?
0: Sure. <laughs> I'll let you have two, I guess.
1: So two things. One is, and I said this earlier, you are absolutely not the only one experiencing what you're experiencing. Whatever you whoever you are, divorced or not divorced, whatever you're feeling or experiencing right now, you are absolutely not the only one having that experience. And it's a really important knowing to acknowledge like, I'm not alone in my suffering and pain right now. And the second thing is you absolutely do not have to stay there. Mm -hmm. You are not condemned. You are not stuck. You are not, you know, going to be left out in the cold. There are people there are communities there are resources available to you to be the best version of you. You just have to make the choice to access them.
0: Yeah. So good. Again, in conversations I've had, you are speaking directly to the hearts of these women who are feeling that way. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us before we leave, how can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Because they need to, I can feel it.
1: Oh my gosh. I would love to connect with anyone who wants to hang out. So um, I'm on Facebook, Elizabeth Soto Baez, and I also have a private community there for divorced women who are ready to create confidence and freedom and self-love. And so you guys can for sure request to join that group or go go find me, send me a DM. I also have a website, launchyourlifecoaching.com with all my program information. And I have, um, uh, information about me and also, um, stories from clients that have worked with me. I know a lot of people are like, well, what do other people think <laughs> it's a great uh-huh. place to go. Um, And then I'm also on Instagram. It's at launch.your.life.coaching. Dots in between all the words, Launch Your Life Coaching, um, where I I post a lot of content and information, lots of tools and support and encouragement. Um, And you can contact me in any of those um, mediums, Facebook, on my website, or on Instagram, and I would be more than happy to connect with you and chat.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your heart and your story and just again transforming and touching everyone who's listening. I'm okay. so appreciative of you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Erin. It's been a pleasure to be here and share my story. And if there's anybody that is changed by even just a little bit of what I've gone through, that would be a beautiful thing.
0: You are so right. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk to you next time. Okay.
1: Thank you. Take Thanks. care.
0: Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You don't know how much it means to me. If you'd like more behind the scenes content, inspiration and daily reminders that encourage and uplift you, follow me on Instagram at Hey Aaron and send me a DM to say, Hey, if any of the episodes have been super helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you'd like to listen. It helps me so incredibly much and it allows the podcast to be seen by other people who need it. If you want to learn more from me, head to erankimberle.com. That's where you'll find all my free resources, read the podcast show notes, and learn more information about my online coaching and breathwork programs that help you create the life you want. If you want to keep the conversation going from today's episode, join us in our exclusive podcast Facebook community, empowered and free help for high functioning anxiety. I'm here for you and I'm always cheering you on. I'll see you next time. I'm Erin Kimbrell, and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast.